Ever wonder what separates cloud innovators? Find out. Download the Deloitte U.S. Future of Cloud Survey Report, closing the cloud strategy, technology, and innovation gap at Deloitte.com slash U.S. slash cloud survey. Deloitte. It's time to go one-on-one with DP. Coming at you live from the Copple Chevrolet GMC Studios, here is your host, Derek Pearson. Presented by Beatrice Bakery on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Welcome, everybody. Friday, one-on-one. The fastest hour in radio. Sponsored by Allo. Like my cars, delivery drivers, and internet, the same. Fast. Talking the kind of fast that delivers equal upload and download speeds, buffer-free streaming, and lag-free gaming. Switch to Allo. Speed options plus free installations always, always. Call Allo today in Lincoln Residential. Call 402-480-6550. Or for business, call 402-480-6500. Or you can chat with them online at allofiber.com. Let's bring him in properly. Here's a guy that gives them more depth at UNLV. Everett Gray brings nine points off the bench for Coach Tarkanian. In less than 20 minutes of play in a game. Here he'll have a chance. Oh, as he goes up for the dunk, Miller takes a piece of the arm. Two. Two on Miller now. Team foul number five. Here's another basketball player with a baseball background. He was a third-round pick of the Astros in 87 was Everett Gray. Let's bring him in. Everything good, Everett Gray. What's happening, EV? What's happening? Chilling, player. How are you guys doing? How, how's the tournament going out there? How'd that go? Well, we um, we beat Westlake. We're in the finals. We play um, American Ford Saturday night at BYU at the Marriott Center. Um, kids play well. Um, one of the kids that, you know, obviously plays on my club team, too, a kid named J- Jaden Ferrero, 6'8 kid, led us in scoring, and, and uh, he had 27 and, and 9 and played well. And we're moving on, and hopefully we can get another state championship, our second one in, in four years. Ev, congratulations, man. I know how much you put into it. And uh, that stuff matters. That stuff matters. It's good to see that you're you're getting the benefits of, of the work you put in. Um, lots to talk about. Uh, I was ta- so you. you were you were in Utah. Do you remember that bus fire? Like the the, the time my football team almost when the bus bus caught on fire. Yeah, I remember you was telling me about that. They had to you guys had to scramble out of that bus. <laughs> we had to, we had to get out of there. Coming down Parley's Canyon. Uh, with no breaks uh, at, in the middle yeah. of the night, bro. Uh, good stuff. Um, you have you guys have any nightmarish travel stories at UNLV or in the league? Um, <laughs> I got so many. Let me give you a good one. Um, we were playing. We played Louisville and and Lexington, and we beat them. And and if you ever been to Louisville, the university, it, the, the airport is right right next to um, 
the, the campus. Like you fly, you can literally walk from the airport to the campus. Wow. So um, this is hilarious. I'm glad you asked. So we were, because um, we was at UNLV, the number one team, just coming off national championship. So we did a, we had a make a wish. We always had a bunch of make a wish situations. Right. And it was good. I mean, it's the fact that you're looking at this kid, knowing, you know, they're not going to make it. But we had a make a wish. And Coach Tark switched up the rooms assignment. So we had this guy named Melvin Love from San Bernardino with Bobby Joyce from Orange County. And they didn't really like each other. Um, I didn't want a room with Bobby because he liked the room cold, freezing. So I switched with someone else like Dave Rice or somebody. So fast forward to we have Make-A-Wish in the hotel. We have all these, you know, it's a hotel. So Melvin and Bobby gets into a fight, DP, argument over how why it's so cold. And so Melvin said, if you don't turn it, heat on, I'm going to burn your clothes. I'm going to put all your clothes in the middle of the floor and burn them. And, we, you know, Bobby was like, ah, he ain't going to do that. So Bobby kind of went to sleep. He didn't, he didn't, uh, Melvin messed with the heater, and then Bobby turned it off, and then Melvin grabbed all of his clothes while he was asleep, PP, put it in the middle of the floor, and let it, uh, lit it on fire. <laughs> this is the truth. Nobody people really know this story. Lit it on fire. Obviously, you know what happens after smoke comes <laughs> so the smoke comes up and hits the fire what is it the uh, smoke alarm right and then the whole floor goes you know that you know that noise that sound we all get up we had to go out into the hallways while they were trying to put out the fire of Bobby's clothes true story <laughs> let's make a wish on the same floor <laughs> that's that's so UNLV Hold on, it gets even better. Oh. That same trip, so we play, we blow out Louisville on the CBS, CBS game. You know they had Everett Sullivan and the Bradford Smith, all those guys. We beat them, and we had to fly from from Louisville to to Logan, Utah, to play Utah State. And Utah State put us in this hotel with no cable, and it was Super Bowl Sunday. And so Tark was so pissed that they turned off all the cable on our floor. So we couldn't watch TV. So Tark knocked on, had everybody knock. We're leaving. We get on the bus and you already know how far Logan to Salt Lake. He said, we're leaving because the people at Utah say, well, we can't send anybody out to get the cable. He's like, but the cable is just out on our floor. All of that. That don't make sense. So we drove all the way from Logan to Salt Lake. We stayed in Salt Lake. So we could pretty much watch the, watch the Super Bowl. And then after that trip, the next couple of times we went back to Logan, we always just stayed in Salt Lake uh, DP and practiced at West High School and then went up and shot. And then we drove up the day of the game uh, and played Utah State. And that's not a and short trip. that was trip. all in one trip. That's not a short trip from Salt Lake to, to Logan, Utah. Right. It was, but the catch of fire, he put his, put his clothes on fire in the hotel. Not thinking, you know, it could actually burn down the whole hotel. But, you know, Melvin Love was 6'10". He was a crook. He didn't care. Was it that was, cold? That cold. you Did you go set the place on fire? Hey, man, you understand some dudes I was playing with? Yeah, you you there were some, some different some, dudes. There were some dudes. There were some real dudes that was uh, on our team. Were there any he, punishments? He, 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 Huh? 
Were there any punishments? Oh yeah, we had to run when we got back to back to um, when we got back to UNLV because um, Tark likes to run. He's not going to run, you know, during games and all that. We'll do it in practice when we run. Ever we run more, and uh, we just ran. I got a, a quick another one story. Oh, I'm glad you remind me. We were playing in the Long Beach. We played Long Beach State, and Elmore Spencer and Anderson Hunt was roommates. <laughs> and uh, Elmore, after we beat them, Elmore had nine forty ounces VP. Nine of them. Nine. Yeah, that's, it, it didn't turn out. So he puked all over that room, and he passed out. And the bus was waiting for Elmore to come down. So Coach Tark and Coach. Coach Gergovich go up to get him out of the room, knocked on the door, and it was puke all. Because he was all a seven too, with nine forties. That's a lot of alcohol. Puked all over the the room. They had to get him in the shower. We barely made our flight, but we got off the off our flight, DP, at three in the afternoon, and we practiced out. We ran outside. You know how hot it is. <laughs> at that time, it was like ninety degrees. So we we ran outside. Uh, in dry heat at like 3.30 in the afternoon. That's, I can tell you so many other, but I got to tell you off air. But that was, uh, <laughs> that was hilarious. Oh, oh, that's so Oh, no, hold on. DC, hold on. We're, we're, we're driving from Santa Barbara. We just blew out Santa Barbara. We're driving to PCH from Santa Barbara to Cal State Fullerton. And Coach Stark, we stopped and got something to eat. And Anderson, Anderson Hunt just bought DJ Quick tape. Mm-hmm. And he said, hey, coach, can we put this tape on, on the bus? Can we listen to DJ Quick? And I was just like, this ain't going to end up like, this, I love free entertainment, DP, and we go, love it. And they put in DJ Quick, and we're listening to D- DJ Quick driving up, and every word was what you know Yep. What DJ Quick was saying, and Target's like, "What the hell is this? What are we listening to, Anderson?" You know, Anderson's like, "This is DJ Quick, Coach." But uh, he listened to the whole first side. Because remember back then, he had the first side. So he listened to the whole first side of DJ Quick, just laughing at Tark, uh, trying to, trying to, uh, trying to figure out what is he talking about. And we all loved him. we loved DJ Quick back then, but it was hilarious. That was a that was a good good story too. I love how all the stories started with yeah, we blew out so and so. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's what we did. Pretty much that yeah, we were a pretty good team. We go, like, we were pretty good. I but you know, we have so I have so many stories. It's just you got to realize too, DP and Rico. That team was like a. Um, Playing on that team was like a traveling rock. It was like a, people waiting for you, and celebrities want to be around you, and and it opened so many doors for me because of uh, who we were in that time. And it was just just before you know the the Fab Five, and but I, you know I met so many people. It still opens doors for me sometimes. And DP, you know I can I can get into any sporting event because of that team, yeah. and. Um, and, you know, celebrities and, you know, so many people used to come up to me and like, dude, I made so much money off you guys. I'm like, well, where's my cut? Where's my cut at? But, you well, know, they, they, cause, you know we always covered. So the thing is that DP, when they, they always knew when I came, when I was playing, I was a sixth man, but I had to play with that, that second unit and I was trying to get buckets and I used to keep the lead. Remember you had to, the spread, mm-hmm. which is what he was telling me is like, 
couple of dudes in NBA dudes like I knew you was gonna keep the spread because I knew you you don't care you, your light was green you was gonna keep the spread I made so much money off you I'm like oh okay I had no clue about that yeah yeah I okay so there's several stories that Everett has shared over the years and one of them is is them after a game ending up in hot tubs in Vegas and then trying to explain when when Coach Tark found out. That they were in said hot tub, allegedly. Are you talking about the the Anderson Hunt, Dave Buller thing? Yes. <laughs> yeah, I was. I had no. I had no parts of that. I, I didn't. I saw it the next day when I saw Anderson and Dave Butler and Moses <laughs> in the hot tub with Richard, and I was like, "This ain't gonna be good. <laughs> this is not gonna be good." How did and, I mean? And how did they, how did Tark manage all this? I mean, one everybody worked for everybody in Vegas worked for Tark. Mm-hmm. So wait, if he, if everybody worked for him, do you think that that story would have never got out? That photo would have never got out. There were some people that was after him, and you know the press. Robert Maxson wanted him out of there so bad. Obviously, he got his he got his wishes, but I think that was a Robert Maxson deal with the Review Journal to get that picture published because a lot of people don't want to mess with with Tark because he was back then it was different. It was it wasn't corporate owned hotels. It was one person you had to go to. So there were some dudes, if you know what I'm talking about, mm-hmm. VP that owned hotels. And back then everybody it was a it wasn't a corporation that owns hotels. So for them for that picture to get out, it had to it was probably Robert Maxim to get that picture out. How is it that in the in with Vegas being Vegas and with name, image, and likeness, how quickly will it be that Vegas UNLV becomes the UNLV of old? I just I just explained that to you, dude. It's going to be hard. Like if it was if it was not corporate owned, it'll be UNLV will be back to what it was because those NILs will be with you. Can just go to the owner. You can go to the owner. He'll be eating dinner. At a restaurant, he's you know he'll sign whoever. Like Larry, if Larry had an NIL right now, he'll probably make a million bucks a year, right? Um, because of what it is. But now it's corporate DP, and, and it's hard to do that. Like it's not the same way where you can get a, a comp room. That doesn't happen anymore. If you try to get a comp room, you have to go through like seventeen different people. <laughs> uh, like my friends now, they just send me this code, like an employee code, and. I get a little bit cheaper for, you know, Mandalay Bay is owned by, I can't remember, Disney or somebody like that. And they own like six or seven different hotels. On the but strip. they're all alum. They're all UNLV alums. Right. But they don't, it's not, it's not the same anymore. DP, where you can just go in and, and, and get a free meal or unless you're gambling, you get a free meal. But back in the day, I can't really say what I want to say, DP, <laughs> but I mean, it's just like, you can't do it that way now, and but can it happen? Yes, but a lot of kids. The problem with UNLV basketball, DP, they got to keep their local kids. There's a lot of good local kids that they're losing out to, uh, and it started off with Chris Jeter's son, Chase Jeter, that ended up going to Duke. That was a slap in the face. Then he transferred to Arizona, but it kind of started off that way. Didn't get Shabazz Muhammad. It was just a, a Zach Collins went to Gonzaga. There's a lot of good kids that was coming out of Bishop Gorman. That Tark was a coach; he would have got all those kids. Well, but that's why I brought it up is because that conversation happens here in Lincoln and happens here in Nebraska, 
where the, in every sport it's well if we can keep kids home mm-hmm. and how it they the, the greats used to keep kids home but they're not mm-hmm. doing it now so I'll ask you <laughs> with all the Omaha basketball players is there enough talent here for Nebraska to be good with home homegrown talent alone? No, you're gonna. The thing is that the way, I, if I was a head coach at University of Nebraska, I would definitely only get Mister. I would go after Mister. Basketballs, mm-hmm. the guy that's Mister. Basketball. Yeah, you have to get those kids. Then you start those connecting states. You got to try to go get some some Iowa kids. Um, the top kids out of Iowa, even though you got to recruit against Iowa, actually Iowa State now. Mm-hmm. Um, but you have to get you got to get the, the top two kids in in Nebraska. You got to get those kids. Those kids can't leave. And then you start building around those kids from all around the country or overseas too. Um, you got to have an overseas guy. I don't know if they have one. They've got several. They're just not the guys that that that. I mean, lots international. Casey's international. Um, Eduardo's international. So they had Thor last year. Which Did he play? So the other thing, you know, I played over there for, I have so many relationships over there. Did these guys play over there? That's what you got to ask yourself. Do these guys play over there? Or you can go over there. Because, you know, I played on some top teams over there. I played for the Olympiacos. I played for Zabana Zagreb. I played in in, a, in, in, in France and Lyon on one of the top teams. So you got to have these these connections with with teams over there because they're they're young players starting from like 13 to 16. That's the kids you got to start recruiting a little bit to see if those kids want to come play in the states because uh, they're called juniors over there. Do you have that type of connections with people? I have no clue, but I know one thing: they got to keep Mr. Basketball Nebraska. Maybe that second dude, if it's three or four dudes, you better get two of them. Yeah, I, I'm not. They're, they're not working at that level, but you know, hey. <laughs> the the last year's Mr. Basketball ended up going to Gonzaga and the second best kid ended up going to Wisconsin. Yeah, Chucky Hepburn. There you go. Yeah, it's Hunter Saddles and Chucky Hepburn. There you go. Yeah, yeah there you go. Um, it's like you've got to get those guys. But I was looking at your – looking at the – they're last in the in the Big 12, right? Big 10. In the Big, Big 10, sorry, Big 10. And it's tough. When you're looking at that as a, as a kid, you know, in Nebraska and looking at that record, like – and it hasn't been good, but um, it just sounds like they got a hit next year in the portal. They got a hit real good, and hopefully, um, Fred can keep this keep it turn it around. Let's put it that way. Well, I mean, they got they got Ramel Lloyd, so they got Rock's baby boy, and mm-hmm. you know, it's six six point guard. You know, he's out here doing his thing, so he's legit. Blaze Keita, you get a couple of kids back. Uh, the question around here is whether Bryce McGowan stays or goes pro. And after his last couple of games, uh, he may have played himself back up into uh, that that middle mid first round, which is where you you kind of have to go pro if you're going to be, mm-hmm. you know, in that 15 space. Um, he'll be the you know Big Ten freshman of the year. Uh, mm-hmm. So there's that. Uh, I do want to ask you though, uh, what's wrong with the Lakers? Help me out. They're, t- they're terrible. So. Um... <laughs> there's a couple. There's a couple. They, they're cash strapped too, with basically two or three players. And Russ, when I, when this first happened, DP, I took it was it just won't work. <laughs> the problem is that Russ doesn't play defense yeah. at all. 
And I think why them trading for uh, and giving up some of these young players like Kuzma and Caruso and Randall, I get some of them had to go, but to get rid of all of them, the Caruso one to me hurt. They should have paid that. They should have figured it out. If they were going to offer, um, what's the little point guard that made a mistake without taking that money? Um, forgot his name. The kid from France. But he didn't take the money. I thought they were going to just get that money to Caruso. Yeah. And Caruso, you know, went to D.C. But I just think they're, the kid, that whole, and Anthony Davis is never healthy. You do that, D.P. Yeah, well, He's never going to play the whole year. Well, and I knew that going in. Tried to tell him. He did yeah, he could do one Samuel Jackson with that character he played. He was always hurt. Mr. Glass. Bruce Willis. Mr. Glass. Yeah, he, he's that guy. I like him as a player, but he's never, <laughs> ever going to play 82 games. He may play 62 games. Oh, but the thing is that they just that, – that, it just didn't work, and they made a mistake. I don't even think they're going to make the playoffs, DP. And I don't, I don't see them winning a game in the next five or six. They might lose like nine in a row. Um, if Anthony Davis comes back and if they can slide into the playoff game, playoff game or play-in game, mm-hmm. they'll be fine. But it's just they missed on a lot of dudes, and you can blame LeBron for it too. I mean, I'm pretty sure he had a lot of input. Um, he signed off on Russ coming, um, but you know Russ is not playing well. I just and he's he's in the way, DP. And me personally, I would just sit him on the bench and tell him to come out. But you might lose him for the season even though he's already lost him anyway, but you might lose him and he might just shut it down and and um, and be a problem. But um, I want to, you know, if they can get Anthony Davis back in the next week or so with 20 games to go, uh, it's going to take them a couple games to get going. If they can win some games and sneak into the, the playing game, you never know, but they're just not very good. That roster is terrible. It's... I'm trying not to enjoy the Lakers fans struggling, but I'm rather enjoying it. I'm just saying, I, there's no answer because there's no answer to it. There's no, there's no resolution to it. There's no sure. quick resolve. Um, Lakers so. fans are almost like Cowboy fans. You know, they're all like, I'm a Lakers fan, but I ain't like that. I'm like, I'm realistic. But yeah, it just, it just, it's, it's not. A, and LeBron is, even though he's scoring like 26 and 28, anywhere from 26 to 27. I think he only has like one or maybe two more years. DP. He, he's done everything. It's 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 okay to go. Like he don't need to keep doing it. Yeah, he's made a lot of money. He's yeah. gonna make more money when he retires. Yeah, I mean he He wants to play with his son, but I'm like I'm not sure. It's oh, that ain't gonna that ain't gonna happen. I don't think that's gonna happen, DP. Yeah. If he played with his son, he'd be looking like Mike in the in the Wizards. <laughs> Yeah, but remember, Mike put up a 50-burger with the Wizards, so he still had a little bit. Yeah. You enjoyed yeah, hanging out with him. You enjoyed hanging out with him, so that's all right. Uh, anyway, Ev, man, thank you, brother. Appreciate you. Hey, look, congratulations on your season. Congratulations mm-hmm. in advance for this state title you about to ring. All right? Appreciate you, brother. All right. Thank you, guys. I'll talk to you. All right. Ever Gray, UNLV, NBA. Ain't about to win a state championship. And that, you know, we – Straight cash, homie. Straight cash, homie. The season starts. The, the ter- state tournament starts Monday, and we'll have you covered here on nine three seven. The ticket. We we'll go to break. Come back. We'll have some. Uh, we'll have some family time. Yeah, let's do family when we get back.
Download our app by searching 93.7 The Ticket in your app store. You're listening to One on One with DP on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com.